awesome, glory. Thank you, Jesus. This track is called The Whole Body. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you for everyone in the glory. Thank you for all flesh devoured by the glory. Thank you for everyone here who loves you. Going higher in the glory. The more you believe, the more you resurrect. It's all about your faith in the Word, working by its own glory. Jesus is the Word, and Jesus is glorified. <laughs> Nothing you do can change His perfection. Nothing you say can manipulate Him in any way. He is perfect already without our help. We simply go into His realm of perfection by believing His Word. The Gospel is the glad message of the glory of the happy God. After you're born again, you live in the joy of Jesus. That is the very life of his power, sustaining your spirit, shared with your soul, renewing your mind, resurrecting your body and your DNA out of the curse into the life of Jesus by the river of life. Just say, he is lifting me up. Confess it. I want you to confess it out loud to the Holy Spirit. I am a child of the resurrection. Amen. Amen. This is the generation of the children who fully rise. Men mentally. It's the mind that gets renewed by the resurrection. Luke 20:35 but those who are considered worthy to gain that other world which is the world of the glory worthy you know your mind has to be in agreement with the blood of his cross to judge your soul worthy to live in that other world Sometimes we're in agreement with the devil and so we cut ourselves off from our soul and our mind living in that world. So I just want you guys to really disagree with the devil tonight and agree with the Word of God that the blood of his cross 
has purchased for your mind and your soul and your body and made you worthy to live in the world of his glory. It's a mental attitude that I say, oh, I know I haven't earned it. I don't deserve it. But the blood of his cross has earned it and the blood of his cross deserves it. God redeemed man by the blood of Jesus. And now your redemption is for Jesus' inheritance. We are the nations of the Lamb of God's inheritance. To count ourselves unworthy to live in the glory is to deny Jesus his rightful inheritance. It's to stay in the devil and not allow the cross to bring us into the glory. So you got to get over all of that shame and unworthiness real quick because that's the devil. You got to get into the blood and understand the power of the blood, the purchasing power of the blood of the lamb to redeem your souls from the realm of dirt. The realm of dirt, the realm of the dead. Ezekiel 37, the realm of dry bones into the glory realm, the realm of the living water where the dry bones live. And so all the manifestations of the Holy Spirit is the living water marinating, saturating, soaking, resurrecting, healing the dryness of our natural man into the world of his glory. We're going to go into the world of glory progressively from glory to glory as we get revelations of divine love of what Jesus did for us, did towards you. He had you in mind when the nails pierced his hands. The excitement of Jesus Christ to get you into the dimension that he lived in on the inside is why he went to the cross. He was excited to share his kingdom of perfect bliss with your soul. <laughs> what is your access into the glory realm? Into the dimension of bliss? Into the dimension where the joy of the Father's Spirit is frying your soul in the happiness of God, to experience God's happiness. In the realm of the dead, you only have Satan's anger. Satan's always frustrated. Satan's always bitter and angry and nasty about something. He can never have his way because he completely rejected the glory. He will never go into that realm, nor does he desire to, but he sure wants to keep you out. And he does that by lies. And lies cause you to look at yourself. When the serpent in the garden lied to Eve, she looked at herself for the first time. 
It was the looking at self that caused the fall. And souls fell when they listened to lies. And it wasn't so much that it was a lie, it was that the twisting of the word, because he said, your eyes will be opened. And you think, oh, that's a good thing. Oh, the serpent has our best interests in mind. Now, he wanted your spiritual inheritance. He wanted your angelic ability. The fall is a forfeit of your spirit's ability in the angelic sphere. And if we go over to Ephesians, it says that the principalities, Ephesians 6, have dwelt in that dimension of your spirit's ability since the fall. Adam and Eve gave the fallen angels the heavenly angelic sphere. And so Jesus purchased it back for us so that our spirit could ascend into that place. Sphere is written in the Bible six times. Six is the number of man and in the creation story was the only thing God called very good. Nothing else in creation did he call very good except man on the sixth day. Six mentions of sphere in the Bible. Four in the New Testament, two in Ezekiel. But I want you to understand what you're going against. Ephesians 2, 6, and he raised us up together with him and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere. Just say, in the heavenly sphere. Yes. Ephesians 2, 6, we're in the heavenly sphere. This is your promised land. This is where your spirit dwells. And now your heart and your mind and your body are going to join your spirit. The promised land for your souls. See, your spirit gets it first because God is spirit, but then he shares it with the soul. You're progressively transfigured by the renewing of the soul. Which means the soul ain't there when you're born again. The soul drinks from where the spirit goes when it's saved. And now your soul has to progressively get burnt up from that heavenly realm. Your soul ascends. Your bones ascend. There is a level and a degree of ascension of the power of his glory, his resurrection glory that's in your spirit, flooding your hearts, flooding your brains, and your brain floods your organs, your brain floods your bones, and your brain floods your bone marrow. The Word of God, Hebrews 4.12, heals your bones and your marrow. The fulfillment of Ezekiel 37, Valley of Dry Bones, earthly, into Ezekiel 47, the angelic sphere, the heavenly. All the living water is in the heavenly. All the dry places in the earthly. You're not bringing a flood in the days of Noah from the earthly. You're bringing a flood in these days of Noah from the heavenly. You call it a full rainbow. You look at a rainbow, it's a sphere. A rainbow around the earth. It's a spherical 
rainbow covering of the glory. Father, I have given them the glory. What are we going to do with the glory? John 17, Jesus dying on the cross to get our minds back into the glory. If the mind is controlled by the spirit of glory, you're an eternal Sabbath day's rest. If the mind's not controlled by the glory, there'll be striving, there'll be deception, there'll be lies, carnal, temporal, profane activity, nonsense, doctrines of man, doctrines of demons. It's the glory fire of God that tests all man's works to see if there would hay, stubble, or silver, gold, or gemstones. That's why people get a little leery around the glory. Because it'll burn up everything that's not God in your life, which is everything that's not God in your life. (laughs) Until only the glory of God is in your life. Until you're no longer aware of your life. And you're only aware in your five senses glorified. You're only aware of the glory. You're growing from glory to glory progressively overcoming self-awareness. How many lies do you have growing in your flesh? You can measure them by how self-aware you are. The fruit of the lies of the evil one is measurable. You can harvest weeds. You can harvest wheat. How much weeds and wheat, wheat and tares, fill up the silo when the angels come and remove everything that causes offense or stumbling block or that hinders a person from going into the glory that the blood of his cross purchased for your souls. If the mind is not going into the glory, having glory for breakfast, having glory for lunch, having glory for brunch, having glory for afternoon snack, Having glory for dinner, glory for supper, having glory for late night movie time. (laughs) And you just sleep in the glory. You rest in the glory, you wake up in the glory, you're constantly in the light of salvation. The light of his glory is the very light of salvation. There's no salvation apart from the glory. Just don't even waste your time on any other false form of Christianity. It's all intellectual nonsense. (laughs) It's all, it's all demons. It's all religion. (laughs) It's all the devil distracting you and wasting your time. (laughs) The glory is where you begin because it's the light of salvation it's all the the stages of your infancy in christ are all glory you're one year old in the glory you're two year old in the glory you're a five year old in the glory you'll always be a child of glory a children and a child of the resurrection is a people who have been fathered by the light of his glory to rise. Resurrection means to rise or to ascend. The Bible prophesies a a generation that is all children 
of ascension and rising in the glory of the Holy Spirit. The whole point of the Holy Spirit coming to earth is to lead you to where Jesus is at the right hand of God. That's what the Bible says. That the Holy Ghost is poured out on all flesh to see who will cling to the Holy Ghost, your helper, your comforter. He is the spirit of the resurrection. He is your savior by raising you up into the promised land, which is the Isaiah 35 highway of holiness. There's a higher way of holiness. The spirit of holiness, it's not religious rules and regulations, it's progressive freedom where bondage just falls off because you ascended into a new degree of glory, a new realm of promises, a new realm of power. It all works by God's nature. God's word is spoken. God's word is complete. God's word is perfect. God's word is our light and God's word is our salvation. And when you believe the word of God, your soul rises. If you don't believe, it just stays where you're at. So you don't want to be a doubter and be a go without her. You want to be a believer and a receiver. <laughs> and an ascender into the heavenly realms of glory where there is no strife, no competition, no envy, no sickness, no disease, no poverty, no want, no jealousy, no religion. A religion-free zone. A lust-free zone. A place where the devil cannot touch you is already prepared for your souls. That's where the spirit of glory is raising you up into the heavenly sphere. Ephesians 2.6 In the heavenly sphere by virtue of being in Christ Jesus the Messiah and the Anointed One. Ephesians 3.10, the purpose is that through the church, the complicated, many-sided wisdom of God in all of its infinite variety and innumerable aspects might now be made known to the angelic rulers and authorities, the principalities and powers in the heavenly sphere. Just say, in the heavenly sphere. <laughs> so when you go there, the wisdom of God that lifts you up into the glory of the angelic heavenly sphere is the witness that the termination and the sentence of destruction has been given to the principalities and powers of this world in the heavenly angelic sphere. But you got to go deliver the good news. Good news for us, bad news for them. And the children of them, of those principalities and powers, are raging against us, aren't they? Yes, they are. The ones that are not happy about taking back what the devil stole from great-grandfather Adam and great-grandmother Eve, which is one thing. The rulership of this earth in the glory realm of the angelic sphere. Another name for this heavenly sphere is the heavenly Jerusalem. It is the Jerusalem without walls. It is the promised land of the new covenant priesthood of Hebrews. 
that God has prepared a city for them. It's not a city like the cities on earth. It's not a city like Minneapolis. It's a city pouring out fire on Minneapolis. It's a city pouring out fire on your city. The city of heavenly Jerusalem, it's like a city. It's the city of the overcomers. It's the capital of those who take back the heavenly sphere. That sphere has a capital city, heavenly Jerusalem. That sphere belongs to the 144,000 of the heavenly Israel, not the earthly Israel, the heavenly Israel. The sons of God are the heavenly Israel. The sons of God are one. The sons of God are Israel. The sons of God reign from the angelic sphere, from the cloud line, as doves. This is the crucial key for all your callings to be complete in Christ Jesus. The mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Why is it high? Because it's in the heavenly sphere. You can't go up by striving. You only go up by faith in the power of his resurrection and it lifts you up into the promised land. It's an internal promised land. Philippians says that we have become the living amongst the dead because it's an internal, moral, and spiritual resurrection that lifts us out from among the flesh, out from among the earthly, into the heavenly while in the body. The Bible says while you're in the body. You're the resurrection while you're in the body. There's elevations internally. You don't, you don't feel the same on the inside as you did when you were a sinner, when you were a luster, when you were greedy, when you were a lover of money and a lover of self, when you were an idolater. Your insides have Jesus in them now. And we progressively give him our blood. <laughs> the blood covenant purchased for you back from the dead into the realm of the promises of Jesus. See, Jesus purchased back for us by his death on the cross, the heavenly angelic sphere where Adam and Eve lived an eternity. That was an eternal life in the angelic sphere. Angels got jealous of how blessed Adam and Eve were. They wanted the angelic sphere. They wanted the heavenly sphere and the rulership of the natural realm for themselves. And they fell from heaven out of jealousy for Adam. It's true. Don't you know that's what caused the fall? What caused the fall? Sonship. Sonship caused the fall of the angels. Angels were jealous of the sons of God. That's why Lucifer fell. So when the sons of God are made manifest now by faith in the word and by going up by the power and control of our master, the Holy Spirit, it's a full vengeance upon the fallen angels. That's why it must be proclaimed Ephesians 3.10 in the heavenly sphere. Even though you tricked Adam and Eve, Satan, the blood of Jesus has defeated you and a people in union with the blood covenant. 
in union with the river of life that lifts up your inner man into the promised land, which is an internal spiritual elevation where there is no wicked forces whatsoever in that realm. Completely cleared out. All you got to do is rise within. Stop being distracted in yourself. Stop looking at yourself. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Authoring and what? Perfecting faith. What is the perfecting? The greater glory. It's going to take a greater faith and a greater glory, which is the greater power, to sustain you in a greater elevation. All you got to do is believe a greater word. Eat a greater diet of a purer word. A word that's not just the anointing. A word that's not just the New Testament. A word that is filled with glory. You literally are what you eat. If you're eating just sensationist Christian doctrine without the Holy Ghost in it, you're a dry arid place. Man, give these people a drink. Let it rain on the Baptists. Let it rain on the Catholics. Let it rain on the Lutherans. Let it rain on all the denominations that haven't been totally whacked in the Holy Ghost. Let it rain on all flesh. We don't even care what religion you are. All religion on earth is the same, whether it be Muslim or Christian. It's just religion. Christianity that's real is of the heavenly angelic sphere as a temple of glory in the river of life. If you're on the earth, it's all religion. I mean, you got one belief system in your brain, and so that's why they say it's all just world religion, because it is. Until you have a demonstration of the resurrection, what's different about you? You have climbed the mountain. The Bible says, climb the mountain of the Lord and be there. You must ascend. And in order to ascend, you must have a pure heart. The key is the purity in your heart. The fire of the word of God is dealing with lust in your hearts. Deal with the lust. Burn it out of the heart. Deal with the pride. Deal with the religion. Deal with the sorcery and witchcraft of the fallen angels in the bloodlines of the nations in our physical hearts. When that is dealt with, guess what? You will find yourself in a different dimension instantly. That's why your hearts must be pierced with a spear of divine love. Just hang our hearts up on the spear of Solomon's armory in the forest of Lebanon. And of the spear of Song of Solomon, the spear of divine love, there has to be a slaying, a killing of the divine love, the agape of the cross of his blood through the heart, a piercing of the heart. Did our hearts not burn within us as the word of God of the resurrected lamb of God pierced our hearts as we walked with him along the way, illuminating the scriptures. The scriptures were illuminated. The scriptures were full of power and glory and the scriptures were piercing the disciples' hearts on the road to Emmaus. Jesus was resurrected, so he immediately began to share the resurrection with his believers. 
That's what he did. That's what he's doing. What is the Lamb of God doing? He's raising us up to his throne to eat a different diet. It's the original ancient gospel. It's the gospel of the glory of the happy God. It's the gospel of the angel, 100% supernatural for spirit only. The overflow whacks the soul. Man's gospels, the gospels of demons are all soulish and earthly. The gospel of God is the preaching, the teaching of the resurrection. If you eat the real gospel of the angel of God in midair, you will rise up into the heavens just by hearing the gospel. You can't tune into Joel's bar, open your heart and not rise from the dead. It's not possible. Anyone who's prophetic, which has eagle's wings, is soaring on the gospel of the glory. And they're going to go higher. What's the cap? I mean, how much glory? There's no cap to glory. Glory is the fruit of the Spirit. It's just a physical manifestation, a materialization, a melting of the external elements to see the fruitfulness. When you're in the Shekinah of the Lamb of God, you're in the fruitfulness of Jesus. What is the garden? What is the garden for? Growing fruit. What do you got growing in your garden this year? They say, oh, tomatoes. No, I got Eden growing in my garden. I got the fruit of the lamb, the agape of God, the fire of Eden, the light of Eden's dawn. I got the glory of the lamb of God growing in my garden. The word of God is a seed to grow a garden of supernatural light. It is the light of salvation. Amen. And against fruit bearing, there is no law. There is no cap. There is no religion that can shut it down. It's the fruit bearing of the Garden of Eden in the light of Eden's dawn. Day making, light breaking, fruitfulness of the word of God in your spirit that breaks through the darkness and the hardness of the soul and the mind of man's gospels, man's religion, and man's rebellion. It just burns it up. Fruitfulness of the wine vine, staying attached to the vine, bearing fruit, fruit that lasts, will completely consume the whole earth. When I moved into this house, the crack house here in North Minneapolis, former main cocaine distribution house of the Crip gang from Southside Chicago here, working with the cartels. They're all locked up, incarcerated. This house is boarded up for two years, and we got the house on auction. When I moved in, guess what? There was wild grapes growing in the backyard. For 10 years, we trimmed the vines and grapes had taken over the power lines. Grapes had taken over the whole fence. We had wild grapes growing back there. You go out there, oh my gosh. Everything's sagging down. And the Holy Spirit said, my vineyard of Eden will take over everything on earth like these wild grapes in the backyard. 
You had a crack house, organized crime, all the most terrible sins inconceivable in the history of the world taking place here, but the wildness of the vineyards of the Garden of Eden have taken over. And they continue to take over every day. Doesn't matter if you're a believer, unbeliever, if you're sleeping, if you're awake, if you're spiritual or carnal, the wine of the Garden of Eden, the divine agape, blood, love of Jesus is taken over the angelic sphere and it shall rain. New wine shall rain from the heavens. New wine shall rain from the sky. New wine shall cover and be a dome over every city on earth. You know, the Bible tells us that, that the seventh day rest that the sons of God bring and end the practice of wickedness by teaching righteousness. We're teachers of righteousness. We teach you how to live as a spirit in the power and energy of God's word. And what your spirit is capable of, demonstrating it every single day consistently in the heavenly glory. You must learn righteousness. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 12 that the teachers of wisdom and righteousness will shine as the stars. It's not starlight. It's morning starlight. It's not natural electromagnetic energy. It's the glory, power, dunamis energy of the resurrection glory. It's the Holy Ghost. It's a completely different energy. It's an energy that never dries up, that never runs out. There's always more than enough when you get into the good stuff. When you get out of the flesh and the fruits of the flesh and the seed of the flesh and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil of the soul and into the tree of life of the spirit and begin drinking the river of the Holy Ghost and forsaking every other God, tempting you to be soulish and carnal and earthly, you will bear fruit that lasts in the heavenly angelic sphere and you will be a personal outpouring of Ezekiel 47 of the river of life. And it's going to be the watering of Hosea that says, Behold, the Lord comes like the rain. Isaiah prophesied and he said, I see a cloud the size of a man's fist. It's the pierced fist of Jesus, the rainmaker, the rain of Christ, the Bible calls it. It was the size of a man's fist. There was a drought in the whole world, everyone dying for no water. And Elijah locked up the heavens because God told him to. And then through the fist of Jesus, the piercings of his cross, he brought the rain. There will be a new rain, a latter rain. It will be the rain that will never end. Never ending revival is in your spirit's ability in a higher dimension as you ascend the mountain of the Holy Spirit by progressively yielding your natural ability to his supernatural ability. You can do it because you're created for it. Your soul was made to live in the glory. If you have a foreign substance in your soul, it just shuts down and you die. And you just got all kinds of problems and mess because you're running on the wrong fuel. It's like putting diesel in an unleaded vehicle. It's going to die. 
guaranteed death. You're not going to make it unless you're running on what you were created to run on, which is the crystal, crystal clear living water that sparkles. Any other fuel in the soul, you're dying. You're not living. You're not alive. It's the living water that makes us alive. The good shepherd shall lead them to the springs of the waters of life, and he will wipe away all the sorrows from their eyes because they've been running on sin. They've been running on darkness. They've been earthly. If you're earthly, you're just sitting under a principality and power that hates you, that has enslaved you, and you're, all of your energy is stolen from you. You never have enough. You're always lacking because the big demon up in the angelic sphere has stolen your inheritance. A Davidic generation of the tabernacle of David shall arise and conquer the giants, not in the land, because this is in ground warfare, in the heavenlies. As you ascend, you depend on the sword of the Lord to peg you in the invisible mountain of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's mountain and government and power will strike down celestial bodies shall be shaken it is written and they will all be flung down Revelation 12 12 blessed and happy and rejoice exceedingly you inhabitants of the heavens who lives in the heavens we do every day that's where I speak to you from so that those that hear and believe the prophetic word would rise and your life will get as easy and blessed as Jesus's life that's raising you up as high as you can go and you just let that stuff fall off you it's not just what's falling off me what's wrong with you. the whole world is on you Daniel 12 says, Many shall arrive, rise from the dust of the earth. So dust of the earth is the whole world. It's the whole curse of the fall on everyone. We're not nitpicking about your particular demons. Nobody cares. You're overcoming the same world as everyone else in the degrees of glory by trusting and believing the word of God. See, your overcomers overcome the same world. That's why there's total unity in anyone that's ascended anything in the cross of Calvary by the river of life and the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Because the only way you get up here legally through the sheep gate to the Father, back into the promises of God working in your life, which is the Word working, the Word judging, not negatively, positively. The Word is the Word of grace, the Word of life. You alone have the words of life the disciples said to Jesus. So these words that are judges are the judges of life. We're the judges of life and we judge death so that there'd be no death in our hearts, no death in our minds, no death in our realms, no death in our cities. We progressively allow the word of life in us, through us, and around us to bring judgment upon sin, demons, curses, and all wrongdoing gets washed in the judgment of the words of life. All sin is death, the Bible says. So just call it death. The word is life, and the word of life judges death. So you have to have it judged in your heart 
in order to rise to be a judge over cities. If you ascend, you'll be over your whole city automatically. There won't be a vote. The heavenly Sanhedrin and the archangels will be watching you constantly because they can see everyone's elevation without any deception. The Bible says that Uriel is the archangel over those who ascend into the angelic sphere of the sons of God and the angel of holiness, which means there's a requirement of purity in the thought life, not external purity only, but internal thought life purity of the spirit of holiness that is changing your inner man to be a different person by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the word that reprograms your thought life, not just through mental ascension, not just through hearing the word, but by the power of the word mixed with your spirit and changing your blood. It has to change your blood. Jesus' bloodline is the only one who has access to the heavenly angelic sphere. If any other family's bloodline's up there, they'll be struck down and destroyed. Guarantee. They're under judgment. All the principalities and powers are fading and falling from the promised land of the heavenly Jerusalem over the earth. This sphere has always been here. Whoever has the angelic sphere has always ruled the earth. Sorcerers have had it greatly since Adam. Nimrod was a great hunter, a sorcerer of man. He enslaved man with his sorceries, with a fallen angel elevation, a mantling over man that was now stuck inside flesh, but that angelic realm of the fallen angels has always had sons of Cain and sons of Tubal-Cain. Cain was of his father the devil, so the devil shared his kingdom with his sons which is what sorcerers are. Anyone in the angelic sphere that's not up there through the bloodline of Jesus is an illegal alien. And we are severe with illegal aliens in our nation, heavenly Israel. Like the Bible says, Jesus Christ in the red letters, if you're not wearing the right clothes, cast him out and throw him down and Jesus went on and said to where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth forever and we like that because it's the destruction of the works of the devil if you're in there through the blood of Jesus you know that it's him that produced this divinity in your souls if a person gets in through sorcery you better hope and pray and desire that the person's thrown out lest false jesus false holy spirit and religious sorcery gain access to the angelic sphere you would desire justice the heavens are my throne and the earth is my footstool amen and sit with me at my right hand until I make your enemies the ones not in the blood covenant of the bloodline of Jesus Christ a footstool for your feet where they're limited to the flesh in the earth and sin is shut down and sorcery is judged and the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great is judged 
by the sons of God, the heavenly Israel, in the angelic sphere. We are the children of the resurrection, taking back what the devil stole from us. We're going up into the high places. In the Old Testament, they'd climb the high places. Hezekiah found the Bible in the temple and said, what the heck, we're not obeying the Bible. So he read the Bible, went up into the high places, and tore down all the idols in the high places. The Bible says, first in the natural, then in the spiritual. We've had the natural in the Old Testament. Now we have the spiritual spiritual in the New Testament. We are taking the high places in the spirit. Amen. And that is what the Holy Ghost sent from Jesus Christ is empowering you to do. Not just a Pentecostal expression for the gifts of the spirit. Yet I will show you a higher way. The gifts are to get you higher and higher and higher until you're enthroned with him in a realm where there are no gifts only the overcomers attributes which are all kingship lordship rulership in a heavenly dimension as overcomers who have conquered the world or the lights of the stars which is greek word cosmos the wandering stars of false lights hooks which is the sin of the angels of light. You're only overcoming light. As you rise, you deal with more light. But you get greater in the glory light, dealing with counterfeit lights. We don't run on sunlight. The sun is a wonderful, obedient star that loves God's glory, that is waiting for the sons of God to manifest so he can be liberated from the manipulation of his light that the sorcerers have used to ensnare man as animals, like biological beings that just run on electromagnetic sunlight energy. And the spirit is dead inside, which is a 666 mark of an animal. You need the spirit to raise you up. You'll liberate the sun, you'll liberate the moon. There's a people who overcome, who stand on the moon wearing the crown of all the midheavens with total control of the renewed mind, the glory mind of Christ, the rainbow mind of Christ that have conquered the midheavens. Revelation chapter 12. Amen. We're going to read it. And we're going to read it in the glory. <laughs> Woo! And a great sign and wonder, warning of future events of ominous significance, appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and with a crown-like garland tiara of twelve stars on her head. She was pregnant, and she cried out in her birth pains, in the anguish, anguish of her delivery. Delivery. Deliverance. Then another ominous sign and wonder was seen in heaven. Behold, a huge fiery red dragon with seven heads, which is the carnal soul, the seven interior castles of the soul filled with the world. 
That's what seven heads are. Holy. Ten horns and seven kingly crowns, diadems upon the heads. His tail, which is false prophet or lies. Tails in prophetics represent lies. His lies swept across the sky and dragged down a third of the stars and flung them to the earth. So the earth is filled with the lies of the fallen angels, is what the Bible said. And the dragon stationed himself in front of the woman. Where's that? On, on the moon, which is in the heavens. Yep. And the dragon stationed himself in front of the woman who was about to be delivered. So that he might devour her child as soon as she brought it forth. And she brought forth a, a man child. <laughs> and she brought forth sonship. Devil's worst nightmare. nightmare. She brought forth maturity. The Weos of God, the Son of God. Not the only Weos of God, but the first amongst many. One who is destined to shepherd and rule all the nations, which is only done in the mature Weos form in the angelic sphere. Holy. All the nations with an iron staff and scepter, the rulership of the living word of God in the mid heavens over the earth. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne couldn't be touched anymore so the devil can't go into that dimension he can't but the woman herself fled into the desert the wilderness where she has a retreat prepared for her by God in which she is to be fed and kept safe for 1260 days 42 months three and one half years then war broke out in heaven which means the earthly is temporal the wilderness is only temporal this is dealing with the new covenant's wilderness it's not a 40 days or 40 years in the old testament this is dealing with the final wilderness experience for civilization and mankind for all eternity that's why it's a little a little bit different here we're talking about the season of the earthly being removed from you when you're fleeing into the wilderness you're fleeing into your soul everyone does it after the born again every single person goes into their soul it's required that your soul is dealt with your earthliness is dealt with after you're born again it's part of the process it's part of your salvation experience it's part of your spiritual growth you're gonna deal with your entire earthly wilderness experience and the heavenly will win if you're hearing the word from heaven and eating the manna from heaven. If you begin to eat the food from earth, you will certainly die in the earth. But if you're eating the food from heaven, you will rise out of the earthly into the heavenly. That's why the entire expression of Christianity changes in this generation because the diet of the word becomes exclusively from the angelic sphere so that there won't be an expression of Christianity that's on the earth anymore. There won't be any deception. There won't be any religion. 
because everyone will eat the bread of heaven and go into heaven by eating. That's where the prodigals go. Both of them are on the earth, both of them equally sinful. One stayed in earthly Christianity, was outside the Father's house, didn't know anything about it, had no idea the nature of the Father whatsoever, was almost more deceived than the younger one. The younger one had more revelation of the Father's nature than the older one. But the Father would take me back even to be a slave. He is still totally deceived, but he understood that nature of God. The Father's going to take me back. That's what he said. And the Father took him back, and the Father was way better than he ever imagined. And he first and foremost killed that lustful nature in him, that rebellious nature in him, and fulfilled it in what it was looking for in the earth with the food of heaven. Began to feed him out of the father's house. The Bible says he went into the house of his father and began to eat out of his father's house, off his father in heaven's table. Now the other one in Luke 15 was never going into the father's house and never eating. But he said, you never even killed a goat so I could have fun with my friends. It's all about the heavenly word, the feast of tabernacles, the feast of the marriage supper of the lamb, which is a food in a heavenly dimension. In the Old Testament, types and shadows, Psalm says, they ate the bread of angels. God was so desiring this day without types and shadows that you would eat the literal food out of the Garden of Eden, eating the tree of life, eating the flesh of Jesus. Everyone gets lamb chops. Amen. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. It's the supper of the lamb of people that eat the lamb and drink the lamb into their souls and ascend to where the lamb is. You are what you eat and you're in the elevation according to the food you're eating. If you're listening to demons, they're holding you down. And that's why you have a frown. And they steal your crown. So now get your crown back by feasting on the word of truth. It's a different diet so that you can fly it. No longer eating of the earth, eating of the heavenly promised land dimension. So what's the promised land? Land of milk and honey. It was a reference to food. What did they bring back? Joshua and Caleb to show the Israelites food, food and drink. It's about eating in that realm, feasting in that realm constantly. And then when you go higher, feeding them a higher word. This word is unlocking. If this word is sealed in the earth dimension, you're reading the Bible in the earth, it's a sad letter. I'm never good enough. This word condemns me. Do you not realize this word? I, it's such a stress and a strain on me. Not in the heavenly sphere. In the heavenly sphere, the Holy Ghost has completely unlocked the word and the Holy Spirit fulfills and does the word and the angels fulfill and do every word from God when you are enthroned 
in the spirit and lifted up in the power of his glory into dimensions that put to rest and crucify your carnal minds and all your self-awareness gets crucified by feasting on the lamb. You eat until you're only experiencing the Word of God reigning through your souls. Your lives become transformed. If there is sin in your life, it's only because of malnourishment. You're underfed Christians. Against spiritual feasting, there is no law. You're underfed. So if a person comes and they have problems, it's because you're not eating enough revelation. You're not eating enough prophetic word. I mean, that's why we have 10,000 hours of feasting in our library on YouTube and on SoundCloud and on Apple iTunes because you have to feast on a higher word to ascend and overcome sin. There's no other way. It's all locked up in feasting. The marriage supper of the Lamb is a people that know how to eat for their spirit, and every word out of their mouth is food for other people's spirits. It's called building each other up in the most holy faith, edifying one another in the Word of God. What is the edification of the Word of God? It's the development of the spirit, and it does cost the soul. The heart, which is the place of selfishness and sin, just goes clear, and the heart satisfied when the spirit's well fed. The heart is conquered by the well-fed Christian. Once you conquer your heart, you're on autopilot. Because now out of your belly flows rivers. What are the rivers doing today? Something awesome. Every day is the best day of your life. But if your heart has still quenched your spirit, you're still under the curse of the fall and the curse of the law. Because the law was given for animals. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be killed. It is written. So you're under death unless the heart is slain. And when the heart is slain with the word of fire, with the word of love, the word of revelation, and the word of wisdom that kills the beast, what part of the beast you want to kill? When you're deer hunting, aim for the heart. You don't want to ruin the meat. You're still going to need that body because you still have the same body. But the word has slain your heart. Get the deer. The, the doe of the morning, King David's Psalms, the doe of the morning, the deer, pant is for the little water brooks, little thirsty deer, which is your heart, panting to be slain with the word of God, to be fully satisfied on the river. And the deer ain't panting anymore. I will give you a well of living water in you and it'll spring up in you unto eternal life and you'll never thirst again, which means you're not going to be looking on the outside for satisfaction because you'll be totally fulfilled on the inside. If a person's not fulfilled on the living water, it's because their heart's not slain by the word yet. So we're word slangers. We have the arrow of agape, the arrow of the cross. Okay, arrows are made out of wood in ancient times. So it's the arrow of the cross of the lamb that was slain. And it has to pierce you. It's the cross of his blood. I preach Christ crucified, the apostle says, which means I'm releasing the wood of his cross, the arrows from his cross, not just the fiery darts and the arrows of the evil one. Forget all that nonsense. You know, our arrows fly in the sky and it devours all their arrows worldwide. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. 
The, the issue is, if you're perishing for lack of revelation knowledge of how God's more powerful than the devil, you're just oppressed all the time. And a lot of times, the people that are oppressed, it's because they haven't been slain in their heart. They're not circumcised of heart. Once you're circumcised of heart, you're in the glory all the time. So most Christians die or settle in the wilderness for just fire insurance and they don't go into the baptism of fire that deals with the human heart. You come out of the wilderness by slaying the heart with the fire of his cross. Crosses burning on fire. Jesus Christ crucified to death. The throne of the Lamb is the cross. Calvary is Zion. The mountain of fire is Calvary. The mountain burning in the Holy Spirit, liquid oil on fire, the oil of bliss, the oil of glory, blazing glory mountain, where the, where the throne of Jesus is on the top of it, is Calvary. That's the mountain of the Lord. That's the cross rising in your heart. But we are so protective of our soul that we barely allow the cross to penetrate our heart or the word of God to slay our heart because we're entirely deceived. What saves us slays us. You don't find your life until you lose it. This is how you find everlasting life. You allow the word to pierce your heart. You you soften your heart. You don't harden your heart. Why? What's the hardening of heart? To not let the word slay it. A disciple allows the word to progressively slay his heart. You have a spear in your heart all the time. You're slain. You live crucified. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. If you be lifted up on the cross with him, crucified with Christ, not just theoretically, but literally in the angelic dimension, that's how you get lifted up. That's the sheep gate to the Father. And then the Bible says, the throne of God Almighty is within men. What's the throne of God within men or with men? It's the cross crucifying our fallen hearts. That's all you gotta do is deal with your heart. If you deal with your heart every day, Every day will be greater glory. If you don't and you just start to fix others and you're just external and it's all this junk on your head and it's all witchcraft. That ain't Christianity. It's externalism. It's religion. It's earthly. It's demonic. It's practicing sorcery. Sorcery is the practice of external religion. That's what caused the fall. Hello? The resurrection is the repentance from sorcery. Babylon the Great, potent sorcery, has deceived the whole world. What is it? External Christianity. So that the soul and the internal castle is still filled with the seven heads of the red dragon, which is religious pride of knowledge. There's no wisdom in knowledge. Zero. Knowledge puffs up, but the spirit builds up. We want the spirit to build up. We want the spirit to build the house. In order to build the house, we have to send in the demolition team. Angels with sledgehammers. And the walls of our hearts are coming down like the walls of Jericho. To get the promised land, the seven nations of Canaan representing the human heart had to be slain. Your promised land is progressively giving your heart to the cross. And the cross is real 
confronting you by the prophetic word, which is the fresh bread from heaven every day. You go a day without eating, it's a day where the demon just solidifies carnality and death. The Nile is conquering your heart in Egypt and its pyramids of selfishness and sin and religion are taking root in the heart and you're dying. Repent, which means give your heart back to the cross and slay Egypt in your souls. Slay the Nile, the river of the red dragon in your souls. Slay it with the river of life and take the angelic sphere by the power of the Holy Ghost. This word grants you access for the word of God is the keys of the kingdom into new doors of light and glory, doors of fire, windows of fire. The Bible says the storehouses of the heavenlies will be open for you when there's the sacrifice, not just in finances, but in the Spirit of God for the quality of life in your soul in a new elevation in the heavens. Places you've never been before. <laughs> we have a lot of, we got a lot of teaching, we got a lot of knowledge in our head. It doesn't do you any good. This brain will destroy your life. You must slay it and rise supernaturally in faith. Keep your soul crucified. Your soul has the influence of external powers and forces of wickedness in the air. And all the unbelievers around you will channel that stuff against you. They don't even have to be witches. They don't have to be religious. It's just called the fall. The fall will ta attack the resurrection within you just automatically light and darkness confront automatically you don't have to be brainwashed you don't have to be a witch you don't have to be religious darkness attacks light the bible says john chapter 1 light came into the world and they hated and fought the light because they loved darkness what is darkness the soul unpierced by the word, which means they don't believe. If you believe, you're pierced. The more you believe, the more you're pierced. I bear in my body the marks of his piercings, Paul says. He said he, as his own confession, I am slain with the word of God in my entire soul. Just completely crucified with Christ. He's the preacher of the crucifixion. <laughs> and he says, I want you to come into the same experience of his glory by the crucifixion in your souls. And what crucifies your souls is the receiving of the angelic word. People say, I don't want that. They'll go into some earthly word that doesn't require the consuming of the animal heart. That's why you got 100,000 denominations. People don't want to give up their human life. They want to add Jesus' belief system to their human life because they know Jesus is the real deal. They know Jesus is God. But they're not willing to give up their human life. Well, you still forfeit your life. You have to give up your human life in order to have Jesus' life. That's what the cross is. It's the trading floor for the Adamic, for the angelic. The Adamic is of the earthly. He was created from the dust of the earth. The second Adam was of the heavenly, conceived of the Holy Spirit. 
so we're of the second Adam of the heavenly, of the Holy Spirit, no longer at all. Complete and total disagreement with the Adamic. Even though there's still remnants in our natural man that you can look at in the natural realm of the Adamic, the inner man is growing in the angelic in the heavenly every day. And there will be a revealing of the angelic, of the fathering of the Holy Spirit, of your spirit, in the days to come. In that invisible dimension, it's already seen. The mature ones, the measurements, the water lines, how much glory, how much fire, how much authority, how much power. The dominion and the elevation of the angelic sphere is clearly seen to every demon. But we don't have the full revelation we see dimly as through a reflection in a mirror. What's the dim seeing? It's the muddiness of our human blood. A lack of divine life in the blood, for the life is in the blood. Not the animal life of the Adamic, but the heavenly life, the Zoe life of the angelic. Jesus is in an indestructible physical life in the angelic realm. In the third heaven at the right hand of God, glorified. That glorification of Christ is shared with us the day we first believed. You got to get into that glory. Going after the glory, going after the promises, and just dealing with all the opposition is the only way to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ the last 2,000 years. Amen. And just taking all the hits, all the misunderstanding, who cares what the Adamic nature thinks? They're completely in darkness. Darkness is so confused. The animal brain of Adam is so confused. It doesn't know up from down, left from right. It doesn't know if they're male or female. It doesn't know anything. Darkness of the valley of the shadow of death is the earth and nobody knows anything in the earth. Angels don't even want to live down there. They want the angelic sphere. Even fallen ones don't want to be down on the earth. That's where the lowest ranking demons are. They want to be as high in space as they can get away from the earth to rule over it from elevations of mountains in the invisible realm. Kingdoms. The kingdoms are mountains that shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ as Zion, the mountain of the Holy Spirit, rises as chief of all the kingdoms and governments and mountains in the last days. Amen? That's you rising on the mountain of our crucified Lord. The emphasis on the cross is through the piercing and destruction of the animal. And the measure of the cross in your soul will be the exact measure of the glory. You begin to unfold the Word. The Word itself is what sustains you in those higher elevations that the cross inside you lifts you up. The throne of the Lamb is the cross of Christ crucified, and there's a mountain of the Holy Spirit. He was the Lamb. The Holy Spirit conceived him in the woman's belly, to be the Lamb of the world, to be the Lamb and Savior of the world. He was anointed for Calvary before he was formed in his mother's womb. The Messiah was anointed by the Holy Spirit and power to take the sins of the world up a mountain and bury them there. 
That mountain is our kingdom. That mountain is the kingdom of the Messiah, the messianic kingdom in the reign of Christ is that mountain. Any Christianity apart from the mountain of his crucifixion is all false, has nothing to do with God. It's man's invention, demonic invention. But this mountain of Calvary, where we all cry, climb the same cross, is our eternal messianic kingdom. That's what we're getting into. Rising in Zion, rising in Golgotha, rising in Calvary. As the king of the Jews is crucified in us and all Israel re-engrafted in to the anointed one, the olive tree. The olive tree, not just trees making oil in the Old Testament over in a Middle Eastern nation, but the oil of life, the anointing of the Garden of Eden, the oil of light, Shekinah, brilliant glory light oil that only comes out of the heavenly realm as the tree of life on earth in a people that are full of oil wise virgins full of oil going away separating from the foolish into the bridegroom's chambers which is your ascension when you ascend you're separated from the earthly you go into the bridegroom's chambers Psalms 19 tells you the bridegroom's chambers is in the sun, S-U-N, the sun of righteousness rising with healing in his beams. New light, new elevations, now you're of the celestial, no longer the terrestrial, because you've been separated from the foolish, which is the religion of your youth, when you were immature and the pride of mere knowledge with no actual wisdom and no actual experience. All of that is separated from you as you go into the bridegroom's chambers. Everyone should mature and separate themselves from religion progressively by being fully God inside minded and go into the celestial realm of the bridegroom's chambers. And there he is, a canopy and a dome over the earth, the Bible says. That's where the rainbow company is. That's where the sons of God and the heavenly Israel is. That's where the heavenly Jerusalem is. Set apart from all folly into the ability of the anointing oil, anointed to rule and reign from the celestial sphere over the earth angelically for the angel of God is the son of God in us formed in our spirit and the spirit of the son in our hearts shall proclaim a gospel from the heavenly sphere like the rainbow of the days of Noah but it's the throne of the lamb speaking through every all creation sovereignly through the elements not just with the megaphone, not just with the microphone, but the living word that's like rain that goes through the sky, that changes the air, that influences the thoughts, that softens hearts. Lord of the harvest, seated on a cloud of glory, wearing a golden crown with the bride in the cloud who has ascended by separating herself from the earthly into the heavenly. She also shares in that golden sickle and that golden crown, for they are made one in the cloud through spiritual ascension by the cross 
of Christ crucified in our Adamic hearts. Once it slays your heart, all the glory begins to funnel into your brain, so you're fried all the time. You know what ecstasy is? Just evidence that your heart is slain with Christ. If you're not drunk on the blood of Jesus, it's because you're blocked up in your Adamic heart. If your heart's getting slain, that means you're puncturing your heart supernaturally with the Word of God, and so that your spirit that has God in it, the divine part of you, is now getting shared with your mind, and your mind's getting renewed. Keep renewing your mind by slaying your heart. We read the Word, we pierce our hearts with the Word, we get sanctified by the Word of God, so that everything of the divine part of us is shared with the carnal part of us. He renews our minds, which is transfiguration metamorphosis. It has to get through the heart. This is the place of all blockages. This, this soulish part of you on the inside is the part where you shut down the Holy Ghost. You nullify the power of the word by tradition, which is holding on to the Adamic. The lower earthly bloodlines of whatever nationalities you have in your animal, warm-blooded mammal nature, all of them will burn and you will become a celestial, heavenly Israel, the Bible proclaims. A new race of Israel. Royal priesthood, holy nation. Word nation is race. To be born is to become a race of something. Not of the Old Testament Jewish, not just adding to that, a brand new race, born again. If anyone's in Christ, they are a new race, creature. Old things have passed away, which the Adamic is gone. You're not even of the earthly bloodlines anymore. You're of the river of life, the bloodline and the generations of Jesus Christ's family, which is the family of the tree of life. And the tree of life of the heavenly will rain its fruit and the leaves of that tree will cover the nations and heal them as Jesus's family and Jesus's bloodlines of the river of life and the power of the Holy Spirit take over the government of all the nations and reign over them blocking out the ability of the sun and its sorceries and the sun's innocent it's an elemental it's an elemental spirit. It has a personality. I've talked with the sun before. You can speak sun language. You can speak star language. Stars speak. They're sentient beings. The sky speaks. It's a sentient being. St. Patrick talked with bears and wolves and talked with animals. The elementals speak. But in heaven, you can talk to the grass and the grass will speak. You can talk to the tree. The tree will speak on earth as it is in heaven. Tells me that the glory of God will glorify the elemental spirits to be fully alive. Everything animated, everything alive in the glory. And the carnal mind that's resisted it and not allowed their heart is tormented by it. That's the lake of fire. When you make everything alive and those that are dead in sin that reject the word of God in their hearts from piercing their hearts, they get tortured by the glory. You ever bring the glory around religious people? They weep and gnash their teeth. Stephen with the glowing face, that's the glory. And everyone around him, kill him, kill him. Fangs coming out frothing at the mouth, looking like they've been chewing on Alka-Seltzer. 
Amen. <laughs> but it's simply the religious darkness realm that has rejected Jesus and the cross, their reaction to the glory. So if you go deeper in the glory, you'll torture, torment everyone, and that's your job. Have you come to torture us before the appointed time? Legion said through the gathering demoniac, when the Lord of glory approached in all of his glory and was torturing and tormenting the shadows inside this man's body. I mean, my God, how much glory is he going to take to get all the shadows out of the earth? The same portion allotted into your spirit that's already there. You just got to realize the glory. You got to realize the glory. Colossians 1, verse 27, Christ in your spirit, the center of your body, the center of your temple, the holy of holies in you already. Now your brain realizing it through the piercing of your heart, through the slaying of your heart with divine love, with your heart crucified with Christ. Amen. All you need is your heart slain with Christ. And then your brain is just only in the glory. You don't even realize anything else. You can't even hear anything else. People be talking. I'm like, you're, you have to get through the fire of the glory to make it to my ears. They just It gets burned up about three feet around the halo of fire of the glory realm. So out here, it's just all those scrolls that come in, you know. feel bad for people praying for me. It never got, it never got to me. The fire of the glory burned it up in the atmosphere. It's just like when you're entering Earth's atmosphere and you're going too fast, the fire just burns it up. What happened to the comet when it flew it? It burned up in the atmosphere. It never did anything. Nothing could harm it because the fire burned it up. So when people speak words with out of the human heart, which is the words of Nile, the words of Egypt, the words of sorcery, the words of Janes and Jambres, the words of Satan, the words of death, all religious words, all witchcraft, charismatic words that come from an uncircumcised heart are scrolls in the spirit. So that's why the Bible says put on the armor of light. The armor of light is the glory of Christ in your spirit and it comes out only through a slain heart and begins to wrap your body and you're covered in fire. You need to live covered in fire. Your ears covered in fire. Your senses have to be covered in fire. And this fire will protect you. The armor of light is the armor of divine fire. It's the armor of divine love. Divine love, Song of Solomon chapter 8, is fire. Our God is an all-consuming fire. Not just in our spirit. Oh man, then your soul is just screwed with demons. It has to be through the soul and on the outside of your body. And now the demons are screwed. They get burnt up. Since there are shadows and spirits in that dimension, the greater your glory is on the outside of your body, the more you're burning them through the natural dimension. That's how you conquer the kingdoms of this world, to make them the kingdoms of our fire. The angelic sphere shall be on fire. I've come to bring fire, and there's elevations of fire. The baptism of fire is the glory. Fire is Shekinah glory. And it goes from fire to fire to fire until all the air is on fire. The tongues of fire came from Jesus in the air. It was the cleansing of the air. And when it struck the prince of the power of the air, it killed doubt and unbelief. And 3,000 people believed in Jesus instantly. 
because you're dealing with air. You're dealing with the influence of words and scrolls and darkness in the air, in the angelic sphere. And the, Jesus poured out his spirit, burned a hole right through the ozone layer over Jerusalem. And so there was no principality oppression in that open heavens. And so it just harvest glory, harvest fire, just began to burn wildfire. That was the revival of the first century. And it still was carried, even though we haven't really seen anything like it, it was carried through every generation for the last two millennia to this present time. And this Pentecost, this global outpouring, will come from within the temple of your bodies. You are the outpouring. You are the never-ending revival. Your ascension into the angelic sphere and your spirit, like Jesus, pouring out on all flesh down below in different levels of fire and glory concentrations of glory depending on what you're eating of the word into your spirit will be how much fire is being outpoured from your spirit through your temple in the angelic sphere until we have the heavenly Israel now your heavenly Israel on the inside you have to burn up your hearts and be heavenly Israel on the outside that's the restoration of all things the manifestation of the sons of God taking the high places of earth in the spiritual dimension called the angelic sphere. Amen. And so that's what we're fighting for. And wrestling principalities in the angelic sphere and burning them up by Christ fully formed in us. And all of his conquering at Calvary applied legally to these devils at every rank of devil fallen archangel on down there's seven fallen archangels all of them get extinguished as jesus greater than the archangels is formed on the inside dealing with fallen principalities which are fallen archangels and every rank of the demonic underneath them all the way down into the bowels of the earth and all of it will burn because it's all just shadows amen and fire is light and you are the light of the world and the new Jerusalem is the habitation of the glory light covering the earth, a new sun. The sun shall no longer strike them, they'll no longer need the light of the sun and the light of the moon for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb shall be their light. That light is in you. And they shall proclaim that the throne of that light is with men. That the whole kingdom of God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and all the good angels is inside these temples of these overcomers, the heavenly Israel. And you will demonstrate it from a higher dimension according to the purity of your soul. You want a greater experience of everything I'm telling you tonight? Amen? It'll require ever-increasing purity. White doves. Who are these that fly along like clouds, like doves to their nests? Nests are thrones in the sphere over the earth. 
So you'll go from cloud to cloud, high place to high place. You'll never come down because your inner man's always resurrected because you're full of revelation that pegs you in high place elevations and you're not intimidated by anything and you keep your territory. This is white dove territory. The angelic sphere belongs to the white doves of the sons of God and the Holy Spirit descended in the form of a white dove and the father said, this is my sonship. This is my son. The dove represents the son, the peacemaker of all the earth, but it requires an internal elevation to make peace amongst the nations down below, influenced by all the wandering stars of the confusion and the religion and the immorality of the fallen angels. And just keep raining fire through them. You're a covering of divine fire, a covering of divine love, a covering of the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden comes down from above and it's settling down from our spirit in the high dimension over the earth and we just reign Eden until it completely transforms the whole rock. And then the Bible says that they will so transform the earth, wrongdoing shall cease, and they shall look for death and not find it, for it has been removed. And even Hades has been uprooted from the core of the earth and from the physical dimensions under the crust of the earth, and it'll be removed and taken out of the earth so that the whole earth is perfected for eternal Eden paradise. And people will still be born and raised in this atmosphere under the heavenly Sanhedrin, under the Israel of God, under the heavenly Jerusalem, and they'll grow up in Zion's glory. Devouring the kingdoms of this world is simply devouring the seven heads of the red dragon in the soul. It's simply devouring the flesh, making all flesh clear. And we are well on our way in the whole planet. Don't listen to the religious prophet. Listen to the children of the resurrection. This fire has already cleansed a huge amount of people that you can tell are softening their hearts to the Holy Spirit. They have his attributes. They have his character qualities. They're not religious. And so a lot of people just miss it. They don't go to church, but they're getting burnt up in the fire of God and being made clear. They have integrity. They have fruit. How can fruit be bore on someone because they're receiving the fire, they're receiving the excellence of God, the refinement of God. It's the religious people hardening their heart because he's coming in a form that the mind can't predict, just like his first coming. He's coming in a form that's completely separate from soulish Christianity. So soulish Christians are the furthest away from God on the whole planet right now. Truth in you. They're the furthest from God. Not the Muslims. The Christians who are soulish, who have rejected circumcision in your heart, have put themselves in the furthest distance away from God on this planet. They're bewitched. Galatians 3, 1 through 3, which means they're the furthest from God. They, be, they have made a God... And they call it Jesus, but it's actually Jezebel. They have made a fallen archangel their Jesus. And they have lying signs and wonders, but it's soulish. It's completely soulish. It's completely carnal. It's not a spiritual gospel. It's not an angelic gospel. It's completely false gospel. It's the Antichrist gospel. 
he comes in the guise of Christ, but doesn't have the cross of Christ. That's what the Bible says, that the Antichrists only come as Christians. They're not coming as Muslims. They're not coming as globalists. They're not coming as communists. They're not coming as that. They're coming as Christians. First John says it clearly. The Antichrists come in the guise of Christ as antagonists of the true Christ. They're the ones that mistreat the sons of God so severely, writing everybody on Facebook that I'm a warlock and stuff like this nonsense that we do with all these Antichrists every day of prophetic ministry since 2006. And the devil is eternally deceived in madness, Ezekiel 28, so he will never stop attacking the sons of God until our fire has destroyed the ability for flesh to speak. So the Bible says the beast is given a mouth only for a time, times and half a time until the sons of God close the mouth of the flesh to communicate from the earthly so that only the heavenly is spoken through flesh made clear by the fire of God. And we will do that in our lifetime. That is our mission. That is our path. Get a vision for it. You will close the mouth of the liar who speaks from the earth by the word of God that comes down from heaven. Isn't that what the Bible says? The bride comes down as the scroll. The manifestation of the word of God is the cleansing of the earth. The heavenly Jerusalem, the bride of Christ, comes down as the word of God. The reigning of the word of God. The same word that lifted you up by believing in that angelic word. The word of the Holy Ghost that leads you from glory to glory. It will come down from your mouths and that word will destroy all the works of the devil in the whole planet. Keep speaking the word. When you see the demons in the flesh irritated, you're on the right track. Keep speaking the word until they're obliterated and everyone's set free. Most people don't even know they're demon-possessed and they're just gone in shadows because it's ingrained in their identity. So you keep speaking the word until all that stuff is flush out of your whole world. Don't back down by the intimidation of the liar in the shadows of carnal people around you. Go f more fiery. The righteous suffer violent violence and violent men lay hold of it violently aggress aggressively attacking darkness storming the gates of hell what are the gates of hell the five senses of the carnal mind the gates of hell the carnal mind shall not prevail against the gates of zion which is the regenerated spirit of the believer the spirit shall conquer the gates of hell the spirit shall conquer the soul and the flesh is what it's saying Keep conquering more than conquerors through Christ who's called you into an army of regenerated spirit, of spirits full of glory. Amen. Realize the glory so you can wage the good Christian warfare against all soulishness. First your own. Then you have experience in slaying your own heart and mind. Amen. And then you can easily speak those same words, even with gentleness, and it will thunder. It will thunder through their souls. Because you're already slain, so it just pours out like oil. And it's the oil of judgment. The anointing breaks every enslaving yoke of wickedness. The oil of the word of God, the anointed word of God, destroys bondage. 
and all the building of demons in flesh burn up in everyone's heads, and all the enshrinement of idolatry, of false light of the wandering stars, and all the lies that build in the flesh just get burned up. And there will be no idolatry, for everyone will know the Lord, it is written which means he'll be in the air. You'll be looking directly into the glory of the Lord, looking at the Lord with your physical eyeballs in the coming earth. And all it's gonna take is you keep growing in the word, keep growing in the fire. This is the process and the path of the marching of the armies of the living God. Marching upward from glory to glory, and they're talking like Gideon's 300, they're soldiers, right? Gideon's 300, warriors who are warriors of what? Drinking and light. After the heavy drinking of the river, of the living water, chosen by drinking, not by stinking thinking, not by religious thinking, but by drinking, they went up into the high place and let the oil of their lamps shine down upon the earth and the valley down below. And all their enemies were consumed by the drinking and by the light. And that's how Joel's army destroys all the demons in the entire universe. This is the time of judgment towards all the fallen angels from one army of believers prophesied in the book of Joel this is all biblical prophecy, and this is our mission, to march into the heavens by feasting on the Word of God, drinking the blood of God, going higher every day together as a marching army, marching in the heartbeat to the rhythm of his heart, going from glory to glory, growing in divine love by the cross, crucifying our soulishness and all of our opinions and ideas about everything just getting obliterated for the very word of God to pour out of us through the cru through the crucifixion the more you're crucified the more you'll be an oracle for God's word to just slide out of you it'll be no effort you won't have to be looking for it it won't be a memorization in the brain it'll be the Holy Spirit writing his word in your treasure house be treasures and the more treasure you bring out the more wisdom you bring out the more you get filled because you're sowing and reaping wisdom if you sow the treasures of your spirit which is the working of the word of god and the elevations you've risen that's how you go to a higher elevation by sowing and reaping treasure what is treasure? The Word of God, the wisdom of Jesus Christ is the treasure of the human spirit. If you're not sowing it, forget ascension. It'll never happen in a million years. You only ascend, the Bible says, through wisdom. We'll end with this verse. There is a wisdom of the resurrection. Wisdom is like a foreign language. You have to learn wisdom. It's literally the learning of divine love. It's the learning of the knowledge of the glory of how your spirit talks by conquering your soulishness. You don't want the goat to talk. The heart's a goat, the brain's a goat. That's what the Bible says. You want the angel of God to talk, your new creature in Christ to talk, the divine part of you to talk. And then you learn how to talk out of your new creature in Christ constantly with every word. So you're always sowing wisdom. So you're only sowing and reaping heavenly things and never ever again any earthly things. So you stay above and never go down below 
Because if you're sowing below, you're growing below in death. If you're sowing above, you're growing above in eternal, everlasting life. Amen. Shabbat. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this word tonight, enriching every spirit in heavenly flight. Let them be blissed out in glory, delight. And I thank you, Lord, for a hundredfold increase of fruitfulness from each spirit that received this word and each heart that was slain by this word. And we thank you, Lord, for the total annihilation of the seven heads of the beast in the soul and all that burning out of the soul for the full possession of the glory of the seven spirits of God in each and every one at the sound of my voice in their soul. The glorification of your souls by the word of God. Wisdom. But rather, what we are setting forth is wisdom. That's the arch of Red Letter Ministries. Wisdom. And it's the arch of the sons of God. Wisdom. It's the most important thing in your life. That's how you get the promises. Growing in the ability of the word. Faith in the word. And now how the word works. Which is the working of the word by its own power, which is wisdom or gemstone rewards in the treasure house of your spiritual stomach. Oh my gosh. Billions and trillions and trillions and billions of gems in your spirit of all the words working in you. That's what makes you kings. That's what makes you the Israel of God. Amen. <laughs> what we are setting forth is wisdom the wisdom of God, once hidden from the human understanding and now revealed to us by God that wisdom which God devised and decreed before the ages, God's original communication, before there was man. That's why nothing can shake this dimension. It's rock solid. It's the rock of ages. It's divine wisdom before the ages for our glorification he created a language for our glorification the bible says first corinthians 2 7 the language of glory is wisdom wisdom is the language of the glory realm to lift us and when you learn this language of the glory realm, it lifts us. Just say, lift us. Lift us. It lifts us into the glory of his presence. So in order to ascend into the glory of his presence, you have to learn the language of God in that dimension. It is wisdom. It is the language of the sons of God. It is the language of the overcomers of Revelation 2 and 3. It is the language of the children of the resurrection. And it is the language you are learning in this generation. Now you are learning the language of the glory, the wisdom of God. And when you speak that language and you only speak that language, you will stay in the high place if you never shrink down by forgetting how to talk are speaking a foreign language that's not spoken amongst the overcomers. I'm not learning 
how to speak Babylon when I'm around Babylonians, which is worldly people. I speak wisdom constantly. You are the children of God. You speak God's language. If they want to deal with you and the glory of God in you, they must speak your language. You come into Israel, you speak Hebrew. I'm not learning your languages. You come into the kingdom of heaven, you learn our language, you learn wisdom. I'm not speaking infancy in Christ. I'm not speaking goo goo gaga, Babylonian confusion, mumble jumbo garbage. You are learning how to talk. You are learning the language of the glory. You are learning the divine wisdom that removes all the confusion of Babylon from your souls and will lift you up into the promised land amongst all those who speak divine wisdom. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Amen. Amen. Glory. I want to read just one thing from Proverbs for the offering tonight. If you haven't partnered with this ministry, now's the time to do it. Where your treasure is, there your spirit will be also, Jesus Christ said, Matthew chapter 6. Where your money is, there your spirit will be the exact red letters of Jesus Christ. If you want to invest your spirit, put your spirit amongst the overcomers in the angelic sphere, in the heavenly Jerusalem, in the heavenly Israel, so into red letter ministries, so into this pioneering sonship ministry and partner with all your finances for the building of this house of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. If your money is not in it, your spirit's not either. That's what Jesus said. If your money is in it, then you've actually given your spirit into it. Some people can give without putting their spirit, but they always fade away. I've seen those people, they never make it. They can fake it for a long time, but eventually the glory just bites them and just judges them and they go away. They become gossips and slanderers. But if you are sincere, in this path, understanding the vision of what God is doing in your day, partner with Red Letter Ministries in a major way. Tithing is a New Testament concept. It's not Old Testament. Abraham didn't have the law of Moses. It's 400 years before Abraham. Yet Abraham tithed to Jesus Christ. Tithing is an eternal concept. Tithing is a kingdom age principle. 10% of your income into the priests building up your spirit, ministering to your spirit for the house of God, for the Levites and the works of the full-time ministers of the apostles and prophets of God in this house. Feeding many mouths, building many houses, expanding in all directions by you fueling this ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs 2.4 If you seek wisdom as for silver and search for skillful and godly wisdom as for a hidden treasure, then you will understand the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of our omniscient God. For the Lord gives skillful and godly wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He hides away sound and godly wisdom and stores it for the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with him. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly and in, in integrity, that he may guard the paths of justice. Yes, he preserves the way of his saints. 
Then you will understand righteousness, justice, and fair dealing in every area and in every relationship. Yes, you will understand every good path. For skillful and godly wisdom shall enter into your heart, and knowledge shall be pleasant to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see you guys Tuesday. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>